Support the Amigos podcast on Patreon or PayPal and receive cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at everythingamiga.com support. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Heimdall. Is that the way you, in your head, that's the way it sounds? You got what you need in a Heimdall. <laughs> that's the song you're using for yeah, Heimdall? It. It's the only song you can use for Heimdall. Oh man. <laughs> Carry me back to my... <laughs> Spinal Tap reference. It's... Well, I'm, I'm going to allow it. <laughs> Aaron, it's been a, it's been a long week. Here. It's the first real, real cold week we've had, so it's only fitting that we cover a Norse-inspired game like Heimdall. Yeah, I think uh, Ragnarok is upon us. Yeah, horribly yeah. cold. I mean, we got down to like uh, in the single digits there at night one night. No it was good. crazy. It went from seventy to like minus two in one day. Yeah, I put. I had the kid out at the park in shorts Monday afternoon, and by Tuesday, about twelve hours later, that's when it dropped to like twelve. Now, horrible. Allay my mind about something. You weren't one of those kids that wore shorts all year round. No, 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 okay. no. I'm not one. I I've mean, got I, some students like that, and they... When I'm at home, it's all shorts all the time, mm-hmm. if that. Mm, saucy. But, you know, uh, not when I went to school and said no. Yeah. And I was the kid that wore the coat a lot. Mm. You know that guy? No. You don't want that you guy wore- around. <laughs> Was it a trench coat? Did you look No, cool? no. It was just whatever coat I was wearing. Okay. Yeah. Did you have a favorite coat? I, uh, You know, I used to have this long like leather duster mm, that I got yeah, for Christmas. Yeah. Did you I, look like the guy from uh, from the show with the duster? No. The brown coats? You know who Silent Firefly? Bob is? Yeah. I looked like a less cool version of him. Mm. Silent Blob would be a good name <laughs> for what I was. But I remember when we went to Vegas, Rich had this uh, Asian tux. They had the, you know, like the Bruce Lee style cool guy tux. No. Wait, well, wait, let's back up. What makes an Asian tux? It's a, it was an Asian-inspired dress ensemble that only Rich could pull off. My mm. buddy Rich. Bald, skin bald, jet black eyebrows and beard. And then here come, and I had one of those like dumb guy like uh, newsy caps. Oh. And I had the long trench coat. So I, I was, he, he was like, this is like a cool guy going to Vegas with his bodyguard. <laughs> That's like, I was the bodyguard. Hey, bodyguards are cool. They're not that cool. I wasn't going to guard it from nothing. He was on his own. <laughs> so, Aaron, what do you... In the Pantheon... Well, yeah? Let me think about how I you just You really you hit a, speed, a mental speed bump there. In the Pantheon of fantasy settings, yeah. where do you put the Vikings? Oh, they're up there. Right you behind know. the Niners? No, don't. no uh, not this year. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, Well, actually, yeah, this year. The, the Viking stories, of course, you got your Thors and your Lokis and your Odin. If you're an old Marvel guy, then you're, uh, <laughs> you're well familiar with it. What is this for? Oh, the cool Cup of Doom. And then you also had the cool, you know, Valhalla and all that stuff. I know you're not, if I'm an old D&D guy, which I am, that stuff was all in the old Deities and Demigods book. They had a whole Norse section. Pretty cool. If it's in the Deities and Demigods book, it's in, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Did you ever have any, you know, I know that you've cosplayed as many a many a character in your past. No. Yeah. No. One time. You were Hogan that one year for Halloween. That's not cosplay. That's dressed up for Halloween. What's different about that? 
cosplay is something you do when it's not Halloween. When you dress up for no good reason and go pretend to be somebody, that's cosplay. Oh, okay. So what was the time that you What cosplayed? were you cosplaying as when you dressed in that all-green bodysuit of absolute eye death? What were you cosplaying as? I think you just named it. Yeah, exactly. So it was very similar to that. Tell me about your repulsive. cosplay. Wait a minute, was this a vampire game where I oh, played this my was character? The, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. This was like when you went to somebody's house and it was like a party of vampires. That's right. Was Wilcox there? Uh, no, he was too cowardly to go. He didn't want to embarrass himself. Most opportunity. I have no such reservations, clearly. <laughs> well, Aaron, what do you think about, what are your chances next year that you might dress up as Heimdall for Halloween? There's a 0% chance. Heimdall's got hair, for example. He's got a better beard mustache combo than I got. He's got all the Viking accoutrement that I don't have. So I don't, I don't I don't like it. Now some of his hired goons, I could see maybe pulling off some of them. They yeah, were those worthless freaks. Those the yeah. the, uh, the sword fodder that he carries <laughs> around with him. Maybe one of those guys. I plan on going as a shipwright myself. <laughs> I can see it. Aaron. Although after some of your boating exploits, I'm not sure that's I'm not sure that's too fitting to be honest with you. Ship wrong. That's true. Aaron, let's talk about what's been going on this week in the world of Dreamcatcher over Ooh. at everythingamiga.com. You know what is that world? Like, the, the world, world of Dreamcatcher? Dream it's full of cheesy 80s films and even cheesier games based on those films. That's his world. True. And then generating video and text in the most bizarre way imaginable. That's what I like about Dreamcatcher. It's all over the place. Now, here's another one. Now, okay, now, you know, this This says, my friend Wildy's coming. Yeah, that's right. Okay? And then I know that this is Charles Bronson. That's right. Okay. Also true. But I don't really know anything about Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson is a, uh, he's been around forever. A lot of people don't know it, but Charles Bronson was actually in one of the original Twilight Zones. Did you really? know that? He was in a, uh, he was in an episode with Elizabeth Montgomery. Do you know who that is? Uh, was she on Home Improvement? No. Opposite? She was died way before that. Mm. She was on Bewitched. She was the witch, the main star oh, of Bewitched. Yeah, yeah. You know, did the little thing with her nose. Mm -hmm. uh, they played the two, basically effectively two of the last people on Earth after a, ma a major holocaust. It's a real good episode. Is that the one at the end? The guy drops his glasses and they No, break you think him. that's every episode. Would you please watch an episode of Twilight and okay. you're killing me. I know. At, one, at some Burgess point, Meredith. I'll fall onto the right one. No. So, uh, uh, Bron uh, Charles Bronson was in, he did cowboy movies. He was in a lot of that. You know, he did what a lot of those journeyman actors in the, in the 60s and 70s was doing. But then, he, here comes Death Wish. Ooh. Now, I've never seen Death Wish, of course. Um, can you sum up the plot of Death Wish for me? Oh, God, I haven't seen it for so long. Here's all you need to know. Okay. Charles Bronson, stud, okay. slaughters losers. That's, oh. that's every film. I like it. And he talks like this right here. Really? He has like a southern accent? No, it's like, hey, I'm going to get you. No, he's actually, I think he's uh, partially Hispanic or something like that. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not lying. But he has a real nasally kind of voice. Hey there, fella, I'm going to get you. You know, I'd say something cooler than that. Like, I get a death wish. How about that? All right. That's my Bronson. I'll buy it. You know, go watch some of his stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Basically, he's got a big gun. He shoots suckers. Mm -hmm. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. You know, and so, lo and behold... Death Wish 3 comes out, and of course, they got to make a Spectrum and C64 game about it, because why not? If Airwolf's getting the game, you know, and, and, and Highlander's getting the game, then why not Death Wish 3, which probably got more money than those. That's true. <laughs> you know, so uh, 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 I've not played this game. I don't usually try to skip ahead since we're playing the Sinclair stuff. But look at this guy, by the way. If you're watching the video, you think one he's of the got stupidest a Death Wish? Villain, villains <laughs> I've ever seen. What? <laughs> 
This guy's got a a, a red line on his head with a like sort of like a minus or an equal sign. It looks like he went it. a little crazy with the uh, the sunblock, the black sunblock, the football player. In all honesty, who could be scared of that guy? Yeah. It's, what a geek. Yeah. That's the guy you give the old wet willy. That's why this is called will, the willy in the title. You give it to him. Mm. So <laughs> this looks... This is her class. Is that John Candy? No. John, oh. What? The Hispanic, like the, the Mexican John Candy? No. <laughs> so there you go. Death Wish 3. If you, if this is your favorite film, you should absolutely check out the video game, and you certainly should check out Dreamcatch's article on said game. Mm. Looks bad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron. Look at Bronson's hair, by the way. I would kill to have that hair. Me too. I, I, that's got to be fake. That can't yeah. be his You don't think that's hair. his real do? No. Just, it's just like a bowl cut, and just, but he it never just got it cut like, again. It, it just, just looks like hair dropped out of the sky and landed on his head. That's what it looks like. It does. You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Aaron, I hear it coming. The gamble train's pulling up to the station. Oh, not this thing. Yes. The weary wail of the gamble train siren has landed upon us once again. <laughs> the weary wail? How long did you sit down to write that one? Hey, they don't call me. Yes. I'm waiting. They don't. You're I not don't a shipwright or a playwright. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about this week's 10-minute Amiga Retrocast. I heard of him. This week, Doug, our boy, is giving us the report of what happened over at Amy West. So as it went down. If, if you're at all familiar with uh, Amy West, Amy West is the West Coast Amiga convention that goes down every year. I'm pretty sure that Doug drove something like 13 hours to go to Amy West. So yeah. he is heavily committed to the scene. I haven't seen this one yet either. And as, as you can tell, uh, this this thing was was a happening. Well, it looks lightly attended. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you take what you can get over in Amy West. It looks like the Aeon folks were there. I think Trevor Dickinson might have been there. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure. Now, if you listen to Pixel Gaiden, mm -hmm. uh, those fellas talked about going to one of the meetings for Amy West, so I think they were going to the actual That's show. That's exactly right. In fact, I think that there's a picture somewhere in this slideshow of, uh, of Doug and, uh, and uh, the, uh, the Pixel Gaiden guys, the boys. Uh, Eric and uh, what's his name? I shouldn't have even asked. I want to see. I'm just going to hang you out the dry. <laughs> so... Um, but anyway, uh, if you want a full Amy West report... That's a great... You already did a good job freeze framing. You've captured Tin Mark and his most beautiful. Yeah. What a, what a freeze. Yeah. Uh, make sure you check that out. Yeah, yeah. And Pixel Gaiden, too. I'm sure they'll do a big rundown. Yeah. And I'm sure Hoffman is his last... Man, why can't... It's like... I want to say it's Cassidy, but I know that that can't be true. That's not like a real name. What are you name. talking about? The other guy in Pixel Gaiden. I'll, I'll, I'll remember here in a minute. Yeah. There's a new game. Hoffman? Cody! That's right. Cody. Well, I was wondering where you were getting that. Hoffman's, that's a whole other story. No, but that's his last name, I'm pretty sure. So anyway, there's a new game, Aaron. It comes to us from Indie Retro News. Of course, Neil being number one on the scene all the time. And our man, Saberman. He's always on the scene. This is a game called Ninja Zombie Killer. Okay? Mm -hmm. this, is, uh, this is a game... That will only run on your higher end Amigas, your twelve hundreds, your four thousands, and of course any edition uh, of the Vampire that you care to uh, purchase. Oh, to run the the sixty eight twenty with eight meg, eh, I could do it. I can actually run this one. Okay, well this is this was written in with the Red Pill engine, which is Ooh, uh, popular. I think the real Bruce Lee was also written in this too. Uh, um, yeah. This is a game. I can't say that this game exactly, um, you know, 
high-end Amiga, you say? Yeah, it, it doesn't really make me one out and run out and buy a high-end Amiga just to play it. But it is cool that, uh, that you know, stuff is being developed. Zombie looks cool. The, uh, the Red Pill engine is certainly allowing a lot more development than might otherwise occur. So uh, this is a your standard sort of, go I call it a Ghosts and Goblins style game, a very basic Ghosts and Goblins style game where you're running across a, a, a cemetery and you're, of course, killing zombies oh, because my. you are a ninja zombie killer. So uh, yeah, check that out and definitely check out Indie Retro News for uh, any new developments. I think this is a great matchup because you got zombies, right? And Roy, I don't like sure, but is, can you think of a movie off the top of your head where ninjas took on zombies? Ninjas in a movie, not a video game. You know, it's 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 an idea so good, I can't believe nobody's done mm -hmm. it before. Maybe this is the catalyst. We've seen pirates take on zombies. Have Why we? not ninjas? Yeah, the oh uh, yeah, the the Johnny Depp movie. That's right. Mm -hmm. So, but ninjas are they're out in the cold now that they're in. Yeah, the, yeah. I like the backgrounds. That look, there's multi-layered scrolling. Mm -hmm. You know, the scoring uh, lettering looks like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Always a plus. Your ninja looks pretty cool. The yep. zombies come out of the ground pretty cool. Yeah. I'm on a, board. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Aaron, the WOG has been added again. The November 2019 Westchester Amiga user group was large and in charge over at the mall food court. Um, <laughs> That's and, where you do it. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, we got some pictures up here from Twitter of the gang all together. Looks like the uh, what's this dude died. In oh, the well, he moved to Florida. Yeah. And I mean, that's the same But I mean, thing. still, look at yeah. the, that, the oh, way they're going to put him in there. That's the way they always put him in here. With little wings. Now, this is interesting, Aaron, because this is the exact copy of Retro Gamer that I keep in the downstairs bathroom for reading time. This is the exact issue that I keep in here. So this is from way back, back when they used to have a, the cover disc. Remember we talked about the cover disc yep, last week? That was before I was involved. Yeah, yeah. This was Retro Gamer Mark One, back when only the cool kids were involved. The rich kids, what you're saying. Yeah. So this is in your can? It How is. long has it been in there? Uh, four or five years. How long have I lived here? In all honesty, you need to circulate the mags out of the old bathroom. I don't know. Then you get because you're getting into a whole weird area. Well, it's already weird. They've I can seen tell you that. they've seen too much. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But this looks like a really cool time. Uh, I know that uh, they were Ooh, looking at. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they they were demoing Rygar, the new Rygar that just came out for the Amiga. So if you are in the New York area, make sure you check out the Westchester Amiga user group. They're a real friendly group of folks for sure. We're gonna get up there one of these days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next up, you know, there was no Ravi Abbott and DJing. No Ravi Abbott on the mic this week, Aaron. But to compensate, to fill that Amiga-based rave in your soul, I offer you Hoffman. It's a live Amiga DJ set and chat. This is rave in the cave three, Aaron. I like it. They sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. This uh, uh, Hoffman has uh, quite a name mm -hmm. uh, in the in the in the scene. Uh, I, I knew of him. I don't know much about his efforts. You know. So. so Retro Man Cave has been hosting these dance parties in the cave lately. You're kidding? Yeah, me. where people just come in, they DJ on their Amiga. You know, the crowds just pour in. It's something like that. I would love to see that. This is happening in less than a day. It's live in 17 hours, okay? November 16th at 11 a.m. If you're hearing this after the fact, I'm sure it will be archived on the Retro Man Cave page. Make sure you check it out. Um, I think it's awesome that Neil is opening up the cave for all of these uh, artistic explorations. Uh, and uh, I will definitely be checking this thing out. Retro Man Cave is like... He's everywhere you want to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's doing it all. 
He's living like a storybook life over there. He is. He is. It's amazing. You know? All the stuff that he gets into, um, and uh, I'm just totally envious. I'm envious of everything about him. His fame, his good looks. His smooth voice. His smooth voice. His NPR-like voice. Yes, absolutely. So uh, make sure you check that out, Retro Man Cave on YouTube. He should do, like, good night stories for kids. He should. Maybe you know? he already does. He Maybe should. that's a new thing. Or, you know, something else I got is, like, uh, books on tape, that stuff. Yeah. You know, that'd be awesome. The Romulator is oh, here. Man. I think this also got covered on Ten Mark. Yeah, so this is this was Ten Mark originally reviewed this bad boy. It has finally been released by our friend over at Amiga on the Lake. Um, Aaron, the Romulator is eighty bucks, and it's it allows you—it's a steal. Yeah, it allows you to basically um, emulate different versions of Kickstarter. Isn't that right? That, yeah, that's exactly what it does. Uh, it's a, it's a. I wish. I, if only there's something like this could come out for the 1,000, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm SOL. But uh, this is a, a, a tight little package. You can do all kinds of crazy stuff, software-driven uh, gimmick. You can add, you can change it on the fly. I likes it. Yeah. The uh, 10 mark preview made it look awesome. I think that's a fair price. I like the fact that it's being sold right here in good old US of A. Mm-hmm. Some sweet USA action, finally, local. Finally. And uh, I think it's going to be a big success, I have no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you check that out over at AmigaOnTheLake.com. Aaron, another community activity in the Amiga scene. Uh, this Sunday sees the final Norwich Amiga meeting of 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, not right. the final I was stunned. Ever. Like, you can't fold up now. And, of course, this is at the most aptly named cafe of all time, the One Life Left Cafe over at 21 St. Benedict Street in Norwich. Uh, you can join in the fun with probably uh, you know one of the marquee Amiga. They're not really a user group, but just a, a group of guys that like to get together and play some games. I know that they stream this on Twitch. Um, make sure if you're in England, uh, check this thing out if you're anywhere close to it. Now, can you? Since I'm a dumb guy, geography-wise, Norwich is where. No idea. Nothing. Absolutely no idea. But you, Norwich you might lived be, in it England. Might, it might be a city. It might be a county. It might even be one of those nebulous. Villages. Okay. Yeah. It sounds uh, like Cthulhu-like, H.P. Mm-hmm. Lovecraftian. You know, mm-hmm. don't like don't tread in Norwich. The people there aren't quite right. Like mm. you know, Norwich is a city, according to people in the chat. So we've got that much down, and we know it's five hours from Pixels at Dawn. That's We're, all you need to know. That's it. No said. <laughs> Head out to the meeting. Blast away, Aaron is another new game that was released for the Amiga this week. Ooh, what's this? This is a game that's only available on the next-gen Amigas, your OS4s, your Morph OSs. Uh, this is also available on Windows, however, which uh, applies to you and I. Windows? Blastaway is a highly playable and entertaining arena shooter, Aaron. Ooh, arena. Yeah. So this is a top-down affair. Uh, and it kind of looks like you're, it's, it's like Bomberman, but without the bombs. You're just kind of... You now know. this, see, I, I don't like Bomberman. This looks like rock, my kind of game. Mm-hmm. Run around shooting suckers in a big maze. Mm. There's a couple, one of the guys with the white t-shirts. It looks like... A, <laughs> <laughs> this is your goon. This is your garden variety goon. Yeah. You got to put a couple of those guys Gray in there. Gray beard, fun. pants. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's me in two years right there. Punched over, shoot me, shoot me, I want to die. <laughs> yeah, so you can check that out over at uh, retream.itch.io. Who's, do, who's doing this bad boy? Does it have it yeah, in it's, here? Yeah, it's, it's Retream. Re, now, do we, have we have we seen Retream before? Uh, you know, that's a great, it seems like we should have. They I, do, did you scroll back up there? This says they got stuff on the C64, the PC, not bad. Yeah, so they, I mean, they're covering, C64 and PC. I'm guessing all these games here, if you go to this uh, 
Is it retream.itch.io? Itch. Yeah. That's a. That's one of those. If, if you're one of those people, if you're one of those people that don't like to buy games on Steam, yeah. they always get them on Itch. It's like the cool guy site. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. And finally, Aaron, I wanted to get you as a as a as someone who basically built their career on hacking into the plastic of an original Amiga. I prefer I, thought, I prefer a surgeon skill. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy this. Someone has cut into the side of their original Amiga 1000, Aaron. No, I don't think so. <clears throat> you don't think, think so? I think they cut into the side of that drive. Oh, okay. I, I, as luck would have it, Boatster, mm -hmm. I have done my own research on oh, this gimmick okay. here. What you got here, of course, uh, anyone, any of the cool guys out there would know that the Amiga 1000, you can use the Amiga 500 stuff on it, mm -hmm. except the problem is, they put the slot on the other side, so it's sort of like upside down and backwards on the wrong side of the Amiga 1000. So there is a there is an expansion slot on the side. Oh of the yeah, 1, absolutely. Okay. Are you kidding, Amiga? You got to expand out. So what you got there is the ACA 500 plus. See that little thing there? It's a super duper whammadine mega card for the 500. And what they've done is they've taken one of these old floppy drives that's no that is dead, and they cut a hole up in that sucker on the side, and they mounted that card in it. So they use it, they push this up against the side of the Amiga to make it look like nothing's wrong. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, there's an expansion card there's in this There's a lot wrong? Is no, it's, it's actually quite awesome. Mm. Now, I would go the extra mile and put a, make it look like there's a disc in there and then rig it up with a little speaker. And so you could, like when no one's looking, you, or when someone's looking, you can make it sound like noise vamp, is coming vamp, out. Vamp, yeah. Or, I guess you could just throw your voice. That's what vamp, I do. Vamp, vamp. What was that? Oh, that's that, that's that external drive. It's a weird sounder. <laughs> your friends are sure to be impressed when your fake Amiga disk drive starts making sound. You know, the thing is, anyone that could possibly care that you'd rip, that you'd butcher that drive would know good and well that that wasn't sound Immediately. <laughs> it's like, wow, you got that drive butter right up against your Amiga. Oh, you ripped a hole in that sucker, didn't you? But it looks good. I thought this was, and that's also a good way to mount the car because you got you can't just have the thing hanging out there. That's a big matzo ball hanging out the side of that. I thing. tell you, I love this. This actually, ironically, comes from our boy Amiga Love. The love, yeah. And um, he should have his own show. You know, I've got yeah. They could call it the Amiga Love Show or the Amiga. You should get with him, and you guys can call it Love Boat. <laughs> oh, and I'll sing the song, the Love Boat. I love it. I love it. But the one thing I like about this is, think about this. I have a drive just like that that mm -hmm. doesn't work. Mm -hmm. right, uh -huh. Yeah, you do. I've got an Amiga 1000 just like that. Mm -hmm. All I work. need is the expensive doodad to stick up in that sucker. The ACA 500 oh, plus? Yeah. They, mm. They're not mega expensive, but I'm cheap. Yeah. It's a double, and plus, when you got the the ultra whammy down Amiga 1200 kicking right there, it's, it's like, man. Look at even... this rug he's got uh, underneath his table here. It's what an do you ESD think about that? nightmare boat. Yeah. <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> Look at that fancy mouse, too. This is Amiga Love. He's not going to have some kind of... Listen, the guy's in the love. That's a love rug. It right is there. a love rug. In the love shack. <laughs> I like it. Good job, love. I like that one. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's Amiga News, Aaron. The gamble train is pulling away from the station. That was a healthy amount of news this week. You were on your horde. This week, you're motivated. You're I a motivated was. individual. Yeah. Well, there was a lot What's going on. What's been happening in the last two? We just didn't care. No. I give up. Really. It's over. Yeah. The, the dream is dead. <laughs> Come on, man. I was the walrus. Now I'm John. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Let's move on to this week's game. This week's game, of course. Heimdall! Heimdall! You know, Heimdall was a man. Was he? I mean, he was a dragon man. A special man? Maybe he was just Heimdall. You're goofy. Listen, don't rag on Heimdall. I won't. I never would. They say Heimdall's a bad... Shut your mouth. 
nevertheless. Heimdall. Now, I'm guessing, we, I don't think either one's ever heard of this player, but I know we've played this at least once because I remember those mini games at the beginning, so we must have played this on one of the Amigathons, eh? Yeah. I yeah. think so. And then we just probably sucked and just gave up. Yeah. In fact, I'd wager that we didn't get past the very first door that I got <laughs> And I was happy to see in the playthrough that you sucked as much as I did. I just did. trying to figure that out. So, Heimdall, uh, released in 91. Uh, this came on five, count them, five, five floppery Four dudes. of those were the intro. Yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> um, this was published by Core. Mm-hmm. You gotta love the Core. Very and, famous publisher. Oh, yeah, I mean, they did it all. And this was developed by an outfit called The Eighth Day. You know why they're called that? Um, Come no. on, it's biblical, right? Uh, so it's like the day after God rested. He just kept, God went into programming. Just, yeah. Okay. And this was the result. He, and you wouldn't think God would produce a game based on the Norse. If, if, it makes you wish God would have rested on this day. Oh, now day. listen to you. Don't tip your hand, boat. Come on. So, uh, uh, eighth, they didn't do a hard on the on the Amiga, but they did do. Uh, Why well, said it that way? They Zero did, from West Virginia. They did do Heimdall two, and Premiere. That's that's pretty much all they had done on the uh, thing here. Now the, the the boys responsible for this particular endeavor. Uh, you had your Dan Scott. Dan Scott worked on a game. We actually, two games we've looked at in the past, Blastar and Chuck Rock 2. Remember mm, Chuck Rock 2? I do remember Chuck Rock 2, son of Chuck. That's right. Uh, and the uh, you had your coder. This guy's name, Jed Keevan, <coughs> Keeveny, and he worked on Heimdall 2. Then you had to grab a Jed? Guy. No, Ged. Oh, or G- Ged. It's G-E-D. I was going to say, there's nobody in... This guy earned his GED in names. There's nobody in Europe named Jed. And then the... Graf- the these are, is this Welsh, these names? This guy's name's Jer O'Carroll. Jer. I, I think that's probably Irish. Jer? Is that mm-hmm. a name? Have yeah. you ever heard that before? Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. It's like Jerry. Short. Oh, I see. Oh, very good. Okay. And, and then you probably noticed the music in this is pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the music's fine. Uh, Martin... Iverson. He and he was responsible for some a couple of really good games, tunes. Agony, the game we'll never get to cover. Uh, Banshee. We covered Agony like three weeks ago. I, oh wait, I'm thinking of uh, awesome. My yeah, bad. We'll never do awesome. Yeah, that that's game's horrible. One. Uh, Banshee, Bubbin Sticks. It's like he did everything we've touched on. Mm-hmm. Chuck Chuck Rock Two, Deja Vu, Dragonstone, and Jag XJ Two Twenty. Remember that one? I do. Um, this was an ECSO guess now. I have to say I played, I emulated this game. I've got a, my Amigas have all disconnected for some wacky rewiring, but I read in a couple places that this game, at least originally, would not work on the twelve hundred. In fact, it wouldn't work on any processors above the sixty-eight thousand. Really? So this is like a five hundred only release. Uh, well, it was a five hundred. It's it, it, the, according to what I read. Because I'm sure you need one meg. The core, according to what I read, it said it's a five hundred six hundred release. And it wouldn't, and it, but all, they didn't mention like the 500 plus. In other words, it would also it should have ran on technically. Mm-hmm. So the, you, you're my. I just only read that in one place, so I can't validate it. Um, so, what do you got here in the old Heimdall? Uh, oh, I should mention this also got a PC release. Uh, Acorn Archimedes. Oh yeah, got to have that in there. That's still one of our. Uh, one day, one day we'll receive an Acorn Archimedes. The Atari ST. Of course, DOS, and this is one you, I thought you'd be amused by the C, the Sega Mega CD. Got a cop, got a port of this. It's like a CD. Did you know that? No, well, that's that crazy su- to don't me. Don't that surprise you? It does surprise me. I thought you. I'd get more of a reaction. Like, are you kidding? Well, I mean, it is sort of a midland game, and the CD. Now that's see, those. you're tipping your hand again here. So, 
the gameplay begins with this uh, intro video. And to summarize the intro video... Naked dude. The, the I knew that that would be the first thing you would be drawn to, is that naked Viking. At first I thought it was a chick. And I was what? like, yeah! But what then made you think that was a woman? Because long hair. Not air. These are Vikings, dude. I don't want. Give me a break. There was no braids in there. So is that the difference? That's right. It's how you tell like a, a male dwarf from a female dwarf. You've too, never right? been into the Scandinavian countries, have you? Never. Yeah, they'll tell you. Okay. So the very first scene, it, it goes in this long story of how the gods created man. They liked man. Man was cool. He used to talk to man. It shows a god holding a naked guy. And they're chatting. <laughs> That's what, how that used to how happen. How does that chat go? So, uh... <laughs> How's it going down looks there? Looks like it's cold down there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you better put on some pants, bro. You're in my hand. That doesn't seem right. Uh, but uh, they go into a long story about how the gods sort of got bored with man. It'll happen. It does. Who can blame them? Yeah. And uh, so man was just chilling. We weren't involved. And then here comes Loki, the god of mischief and lies. Right. He rolls in. He steals all the the three awesome Nordic godly weapons of coolness. Mm-hmm. He takes them. Right. And so, all oh, now it's time for the humans to hook back in. And so they basically task Heimdall with going back to get these three weapons. By the way, I just I never sniffed any of these weapons in this game. No, no. I don't know how many hours of play has it takes. So then, once you get to this intro. And the intro is really not animated at all, is it? It's mostly still. Yeah. It's not like the Super Frog intro where there's actually motion. There is there is some motion, but it's like Mr. T cartoon yeah, animation. Yeah, it's not that good. Yeah. I mean, it's the music's good, but mm-hmm. it, the intro was like, it It was okay. Right. And it's, not like, it's not like Shadow of the Beast where you're going to be like, oh, I can't wait to play this. It doesn't this. get you pumped up, that's But for sure. they saved the coolest parts for after that. When you go to your character character design, now it gives you a couple of options. You can load a character, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can just skip the character creation part, and it'll just I guess randomly pick it. But only suckers do that. That's right. If you're a real man, you go in for the character creation. Now it doesn't just stick you in a, a gimmick. It pulls like an ultima. You know, have you ever played the old ultimates where it, it asks you a series of questions yeah, to see what kind of bar, person you bar's are. Bard's tail does right. that. Yeah. And this it it gives you three challenges and. As the better you do with the challenges, the better set of characters you'll start off with, right? So the first challenge is cut the bar winch's braids. They got a bar winch stuck in a freaking uh, gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know, the rack. What's that thing called? It's the, like a circular rack. No, it's not the rack. It's the uh, it's, it's, it's a, a thing you put tomatoes in. No, it's not that either. It's a, uh, what are they stocks. called? Stocks. That's it. And yeah, but got, they're like circular stocks. And they've got her... Her, she's apparently she's got a haircut by done by like an octopus because mm-hmm. she's got braids out everywhere, and they've what they've done is they've got the braids like uh, nailed to the boards, mm-hmm. and so your gimmick is, and it says this in the docs, like listen, you're Heimdall, you got you got to cut these braids off of her head with an axe. Don't whack her. Oh, and by the way, you're liquored up. This is the start of the game. Right now, the animation on this is gold. It's gold. It's the, very good. The chick's face. It looks like something out like a, a really what like a cinema warrior type. Mm-hmm. It's real good. Mm-hmm. And so you're and so you're basically moving to curse with this joystick trying to throw your axe and break these braids. It's awesome. That part's great. And then the next part, catch the boar. All right. It's the, you see this a lot in West Virginia. You have the old yeah. the green thing contest. No, this is how we actually have dinner. You got to yeah. go out and catch that sucker. That's true. Because it's time to eat. Mm-hmm. Go out and catch the boar. So you lumber around trying to catch the boar. It's okay. That's kind of fun. And then the third trial is the sword fight. That, or basically, it's not really a sword it's fight. It's not a sword fight at all. It's like go through these swords, guys. 
to get the gimmick. Right. And then, and then come retrieve back. the gimmick. Right. I was horrible at this one, by the way. I made I, it through one time, but the second time I, I did watched it. a sucker play this on like a go through, and he just bebopped this. Like a, he did all these, like it was going out of style. I'm like, mm-hmm. look at this guy. I was not him. So, so let, let's let's take a break here. At right. this point, I was fired up about Heimdall because I was like, man, mini games that are cool. I remember catching the grease pig. I that's remember cool. the part with the hit with the with the axes. Mm-hmm. I remember because I mean that looks. That's one of the best things I've ever seen on you. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. You so know? I was fired up when this game when this game started because I thought this game this was going to be like a collection of Nordic based mini games. That's right. So there it is. So there you go. You're in. You start your character creation now. Can you and I I can't explain this because I never did that well at the opening things. Can you explain the very differences in the characters you get? If you do well at the trials versus the ones that you get, do you get a totally different set of characters? Absolutely not. Uh, I don't believe that your characters ever change. Perhaps their vital statistics might change yeah. uh, in some way. But Because uh, I looked in the docs, it doesn't really go into it a whole lot. Yeah, it, they could have put that in there and made no difference whatsoever. Um, let, let's, let's continue to talk about the game because I want to revisit this later on. Oh, okay, you're working on it. So anyway, then you make your character. Now... Make is not a tr- really what you do. You pick a character. Mm-hmm. You pick a bunch of characters. Pick, well, you have a total of three characters you're playing with, and they've got all different skills. You got fighters. You got s- sorcerers. You got shipwrights. shipwrights. I knew you were going to bring that up. Navigator, <laughs> a blacksmith. You got all mm-hmm. kinds of guys. So if you're me, who do I pick? Fighters and a wizard. Well, uh, you here's the, the, you it pick doesn't, six guys. It doesn't matter. Here's what you pick. You pick Heimdall and you pick two tomato cans. That's what happens because Heimdall's the only guy that's worth anything. In well, this game. maybe that for you. I like to have some guys that could get some other stuff going. Mm. I always have to have the ship right. No, I don't. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> maybe. So once you pick your guys, it gives you this overworld map. This is when the fun really begins, and by fun I mean not fun, <laughs> because one thing you're going to learn about this game is that, and this. I'm not going to rag on the game because this is sort of a game of its era. And in a lot of ways, it does a lot of stuff right. But there's a lot of needless clicking and menu hopping mm-hmm. in this game. And even with the opening thing, you're, you're, it's a big map. Now, logic dictates put map maps down, put the mouse over the map where you want to go, click the button. No. you got to click the thing in the corner, and it says, okay, and it tells you what to do. Then you got to click close that, and you got to click the land. Oh, my gosh. And that's, this game is all about that. There's a lot of that. So once you've chosen... Now, I always went to the closest island, because at least I've been there enough times that eventually I could get through it. you got the closest island, and then you your guys putter across the island. Now... I did not play this. I don't know if this ever happens, but I didn't play it long enough to where like I was my boat was attacked. I don't know if that even happened. No, did you ever I, have that happen? I watched a, almost. I mean, I, I skipped around a long play to to watch what because this is a very long game. Yeah, this is one of the longest games that we've ever covered on this show in terms of the amount of hours. Because this guy, there's a lot of content. Mister World of Long Plays, um, you know, goes pretty pretty much straight through this thing. It takes about five hours from beginning to end to yeah. finish this thing. So you take your boat and you and your your Viking ship. I guess call it a boat. Undersells it. You get in your Viking ship and you drive the ship or pilot it or, or whatever you captain it. How's mm-hmm. that? I know I'm not as up on the boat terminology as you are. So stop me when I'm wrong. Anyway, you pilot your boat toward the whatever island you want to get. You to. sail it. Sail it. Then you get out of the boat and bam, you're in the first basically dungeon. All right. So then you come to like the uh, the second part of this game, which is. The, I guess the dungeon crawl, is that 
per it se. It is. It's the dungeon crawl. Now, the dungeon crawl is divided right into a couple of different sort of subsets. And you, but one of them is you're crawl, going around and you're finding stuff and you're opening treasure uh, boxes and you're occasionally look, trying to find a secret door, something like that. And you're also finding loads and loads and loads and loads of traps and pits. This sucker is pitted up. There's more craters in this thing than on the moon. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just the first map. I mean, they're all over. And some of them gets crazy. Yeah. Now, there are spells you can get to help you out. Yeah. You know, and but you make sure you got a scout that can read scroll. That's why you always have a magic guy. Well, no, Heimdall. Heimdall can do it all. Well, I'm just saying, it always helps to have a backup. I like to have, I like Listen, to have a Listen, man, guy. if Heimdall dies and Sigo the wizard is taking the sword, you're not going to last too long. <laughs> well, you, I know. So... You've got to avoid these pits when you can, and sometimes you can't. I mean, sometimes you have to you have to work an well, angle. Well, you got you got to you got to cast the scroll that makes the pit go right. away. So then there's also so you've got your treasure grab, you've got your uh, pit and trap grab, which also and also some of the treasure chests are trapped. There's traps like uh, poison darts and mm-hmm. arrows and electrical stuff in there, and then you've also got. Um, Opponents, foes, monsters, uh, young warriors, all kinds of crazy uh, goose. So then you go into like crazy Heimdall combat zone. Okay, so before we talk about the combat, we should also mention that this game takes place entirely in a three-quarters isometric perspective. So when you say Dungeon Crawl, this isn't a game like Dungeon Master. Yeah. And it's also not a game like Rogue, where it's a totally top-down. So... The 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 dungeons are you know everywhere you go you can see um, you can see the almost the whole room but not quite and um, the let, let's talk a little bit about how the, the these rooms are outfitted okay? yeah okay go ahead so um, you basically have your brown uh, dungeons and then you have your purple dungeons. The purple dungeons, I guess, are more underground. They're all kind of lit by the same torches, um, and they all are endlessly repetitive. Uh, you know, they're, they're, this is really where the game falls flat for me because these, these islands are just massive. They're incredibly large, and the game does nothing to bring any flavor to each individual island, um, at least none of the ones that I visited. Uh, the the rooms are mostly completely barren. You know, there's there's not like um, you know random stuff on the walls or anything like that. It's just, I mean, it looks like dungeons, which I guess it's supposed to be, but it's incredibly barren and it doesn't make traversing these areas very fun because you're basically seeing the same thing over and over again. You know, I actually like the look of this game. Um, I don't dislike it. I think it's uh, there's not as much variance as I w- as I would like. There's I'm none. Sure. There's none variance. But um, you're gonna you're gonna mock me. The reasons I like a game when I'm gonna tell you why. It's du- it's basically dumb guy simple for the dumb guy. It's not deep. But no. you can make it just as dumb guy simple. But man, put some bookshelves in the dungeon, well, or like, I, or like, put up put up some like guys hanging on the wall, or something the like that. The problem is if you if you play a lot of D and D, a lot of these dungeons look alright. I'm not, I, I, I did I mean, I, yes, you're right. I'm not gonna say you're wrong, but it wasn't like a deal breaker for me. All right, I, I, I like the way it looked. Uh, I thought it was it's it's just cartoony enough and just serious enough to be. It's got a niche. 
right? It's it's cool. Guy I don't have anything. I don't have anything against the art style at all. I right. think the art style is great. We should mention you only see one guy when you walk around. You don't Lame see three. Or six. Well, is what we call that. Well, here's my thing, and maybe you maybe you'll be on board with this. I would much rather just have one guy do the mission. Right. You know what I'm saying? Give me Heimdall. Yeah, and I, cause it screw the other guy. Yeah, right. I guess that's sort of like having extra lives. Because here's here's what Heimdall. Here's what the extra guys are really for. They're what's called inventory bags. Because in this game, you're constantly having to reshuffle your inventory around because you get a ton of stuff, and all of it is useful. There's not like anything in this that's a red herring. You're yeah. either getting scrolls, you're getting keys, you're getting food, or you're getting gold, and you're gonna ha you constantly have to shuffle this stuff around the three guys that you bring with you to the island. But that's really the only thing that they're there for. Let's and I agree, and I'll, we'll get to that inventory in a minute. But I want I want to get back to the combat for a minute, Boaster. Now let's you, talk about the combat. I don't know how far you got into this. I got pretty far. Did you get to a point where anyone rushed you for combat or no. anything? Okay, I was wondering about that. I don't think that happens in this game. I didn't think so either. So when you initiate combat, basically a dude a dude will be or a thing will be standing and, in and by standing he'll just be standing. Like, he is complete. Like his he's boat like was just standing over there, and mm -hmm. I walked out the boat and said, "Hey." It's, let's go. Let's fight. And I said, it's time to initiate yeah. combat. Yeah, that's right. You would have to say it. I would walk up to you and be like, okay, we're going to fight. And I'd be like, what? So this combat is interesting. And by interesting, I hope well, you mean wait a impossibly wait horrible. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, you're, you're... So you know what this combat reminded me of? What's that? Punch out. It was very similar to Punch Out. Okay. You basically this is a this is a role playing game with twitchy combat. That is true. And, and it's and it's the kind of combat that you do in Punch Out. Well, okay. In Punch Out when you you see a guy wind up mm -hmm. and you time your punches and you time your blocks and you block and then attack. That's exactly what you do in right. chess. Okay. So you're right, but imagine Punch Out with only one tell and only one punch. And that's what you've got. That's and imagine if instead of just hitting a button to punch, you actually had to click the mouse twice. You had to click on the weapon you wanted to attack with, yes. and then click attack, now, all within a very short amount of it time. It ain't perfect. I'll grant you that. But uh, the combat, I know, I read a lot of people talk about it, and they, uh, the combat, it seemed like it's universally despised. Yes. Um, and I will admit, when I first started playing it, I'm like, hey, I universally despise this. But the more I played it, I will say it did amuse me but that they, this is a gutsy move from the producers of this. It's like you know because you'll recall if you play any of these role playing games, if you put any twitchy stuff in there at all, people lose their minds. I like or, or same thing with like a, a like a, a Monkey Island or something like that. One of those like a graphic. Well, this adventures. is not the same as Monkey Island. No, but this is more like your dungeon master. This is a crawler but that's in an isometric is, perspective. I'm just saying, and that, those games all had real time combat too. Well, no, this is really strange. Weird. It's I mean, have you ever that, played a, 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 a dungeon type game that had this kind of combat? No, because I've never played one this bad. Well, no, I don't. I, that's that's not the point. You don't don't judge. I'm just asking. I, you <laughs> that's play what all, we're here for, but man. I'm, I'm, don't judge yet. I'm just saying, have you ever played a game that had combat like this that was this sort of game? No. It's unusual. Yes. You'll either love it or you'll hate it. It is Again, this reminds me... I don't me know if anybody loves this game. This is something that reminded me also of something CinemaWare might try to pull off. Yes. They didn't do it, but they, this might... I can see this, like the combat, I can see that appearing in a CinemaWare game as one of like the many, many games. Right. Now, uh, uh, the combat is weird because it's either really easy... Like, I got pretty good at the combat, but then again, sometimes I would fight guys that were, were like, really fast. It just seemed really random. And, some, and yeah, and sometimes you'd, you'd walk up to a guy, you're like, oh, this guy looks like a stud, and he'd be a big puss. Right. You could crush him. Here's another problem with the, the, with the, with the, with the game. 
Uh, you can play this game for an hour and only see one or possibly two types of enemies. And they're all drawn in that same kind of boring style. That once you enter combat, the game seems to enter into a different graphical mode, I guess, to display text on the screen or something, because the, the color palette is just the drabbest thing you can possibly imagine. Um, some of the enemies later on in the game are pretty cool looking. There's like giant spiders and stuff, but the combat itself never evolves. It's always the same thing. And I got different weapons, and I was like, well, maybe this will let me beat guys faster, but it didn't seem to. You know, it seemed like no matter if I was using my sword or like the super mega awesome sword, it didn't make any difference. I didn't have a problem with the combat screen, actually. I thought it looked, I thought it looked okay. I mean, well, it, it didn't look bad, but it I didn't look it fantastic. It was pretty much the same palette. No, as the it's, rest of the it's game. not. Like if you look at Heimdall walking around right here, and you count the number of colors on the screen, there is nowhere near that number of colors on the screen. Uh, in the combat I thought it was screen. okay. Well, I, I didn't you have, got low standards. I didn't. Oh well, maybe. Look who I hang out with. That's true. <laughs> Bam. But uh, um, the one thing there is a lot of the same this sort of thing. But it, this this is the kind of game I can get into for two reasons. All right, one. It's a it's I like dungeon crawling stuff and I like to Yeah, I like, this is your bag. I know you love this two, stuff. It's it's not complex. However, they sort of ruin it for me, which I wanted to get back to this, so I'm gonna get to it now. Uh, if you right click on the mouse button, you go to like the uh, character screen. Mm -hmm. Okay. I hate this screen. Uh, because it's it, like if your guy's carrying a key, the door should just open when you click the door. Oh, no, you're you're you asking know? way too much, you, man. You, you, also, the food element to this is a pain. What do you think you're playing, a console? Uh, well, I'm just saying, I, I don't want to have to go to a screen to open doors, to, to check for traps. At least it asks you for the trap thing, but it should ask you this. It should do the same thing for the key. It just should say, you've got the key. Do you want to unlock the door? Yes. Don't make me... Don't make me go to a menu. Don't yeah, me, but this, this this was every and game. You at this mentioned time. it, distributing the food, distributing. I mean, that's the stuff I don't like. Mm -hmm. the, the, listen, I'm not in this to be a bookkeeper. Right. I want to kill suckers. Mm -hmm. I want to run them through. Right. You know, winches, booze, the whole nine yards. That's mm -hmm. what I want. I don't want to be an inventory guy. Ugh, can Billy hold this much gold? Yeah. Screw Billy. I want to kill stuff. That's you know? right. So that was my that was sort of what brought this game down a couple pegs for me. I wanted I want more I want action tonight. Mm -hmm. There need to be more cooler monsters. Also, the fact that you're walking up to, to creatures and then like, this what kind of world is this where you you politely attack a creature? <laughs> yeah, when I walk into a room, I want to see the enemy that's there at least shuffle towards me in some way, not stand there like a statue. And I was wondering if at some point like later on in the game, like the the combat got cooler or more interesting, or the guys rushed you. And I never got to a point where it did. And I, I will say, I got how many islands? I managed to, of course, I use save states. I managed to get to like I don't know seven or eight islands, and I'd visit them. I wouldn't always beat them. I get well. That's I mean, one thing I will say in this game's favor is that it is an open world experience. You can go anywhere you want right yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and, and when you and when combat's on, you could also just leave. You know, I mean, you could try to leave. You know, I never ran. I, I just destroyed. I well, I know. I saw you play, and it, 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 it was actually for it. You did surprise me. Whoever someone had no idea what they were doing. You're like, I think those pixels. I was under saving your hand. That's true. You know, so what do I think about this game? You know, in, in summary here, this is a difficult one for me to put my. I can't say, hey, it's the best. I give it my full stamp of approval, but I think. It's probably not bad. And again, I like it's the... It's probably not bad? Well, here, let me put it this way. I like the judge things. 
I like to judge things full stop. But I like to, I like to look at stuff from the era it came out. This came in 91. Now, granted, there was some good stuff that came out before it. There was all kinds of great but stuff that came out before I it. Think this is, I think this is serviceable. I, if I, I, you know, having played this now, I, this is one I could see myself going back to with a butt. And the butt is, I've heard that for all the things we complained about, they got all of it fixed in the sequel. That's right. The sequel That's is supposed right. to be the big dog in the series. Right. Now, hey, I'll give Core credit. If you're going to kind of semi-botch the first one and you come back hard and strong in the second one, I can respect that. Mm-hmm. So somewhere down the line, maybe we'll look at the second one. Uh, but this one I thought was okay. I, I, re- I read a lot of people that sort of describe this as baby's first RPG, which is the term I like to throw around. And, and that's... I can see that. Like, I can see maybe getting Luke in front of this. It's not this would keep Luke's attention for about two point one seconds. Oh, uh, Luke! Luke likes these sorts of games. You know, he he would, <sighs> he could probably get into it. Uh, but I mean, it's uh, but my point is, it's not super gory or anything. It's no. something that's kind of fun. It's the it's the. The, the ice Heimdall imagine. doesn't have a whole lot of personality either. He sort of saunters around. He shuffles. Oh, what do you There's want him no, to do? Well, I want, here's what I want. I want more in-game dialogue. I want more towns. I want more shops. There are shops in this game. You yeah. do get gold for a reason. But you don't see those shops until you're pretty far in. You know, I want to have a town. That I think you start, I saw one This shop. needs to be like D&D, where you start the game in a town. You can walk around the town and talk to people, get a flavor for your character, then dive into the dungeon when things get Harry, you jump back out and go back to the. Town. I disagree. I don't like those games. I want to get right. Uh, granted, that's more D and D like. Yes, but I want right into the action. I don't want to screw around. Well, the town. you're not really a D and D guy. Are you I kidding guess. me? I'm all. D- I am the D and D freaking master. Hmm. Uh, let's have a look at any parting thoughts as we run down the reviews. Hit me with the reviews. <laughs> oh, I should mention one thing. I read on one of the. Well, I think it was on Hall of Light. I love Hall of Light. Bill, let's say Hall of Light, Lemon Amiga, Double Triple Love for those sites. They're great. Um, they mentioned that in the original version of this, before they uh, toned it down, the uh, scene where you're throwing axes at the barmaid was real super blood gory. Oh my gosh. So apparently you were just cracking this broad right upside the head with an axe. Yeah, so good move on taking that out. And she's a cute little thing too. You don't yeah, want that. Yeah, no. I can see a bunch of drunk Vikings putting a chick like that in the, in the gimmick, chaining up her things, and I bet that actually happened in my mind. <laughs> Maybe in your you mind. You don't think so? I don't know. Maybe so. Vikings did all kinds of horrible stuff. They did some crazy stuff. They were drunk. What yeah. are you going to do? So, uh, the good folks over at Lemon, the aforementioned Lemon, gave this a 8.01. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty uh, good. Your, uh, your, at the time, Magazines, your Amiga Action 27 in 91, gave this a 91. Pretty good. Amiga Computer gave it a 90. Amiga Format gave it a big 88. Uh, Amiga Power gave it an 86. Uh, CU Amiga, get this one, but 96. They love this freaking game. The One gave it a 92. So this is a straight-up A player right here. So the magazines are leaning more towards me than they are you on this mm-hmm. one. What do our what do our what do our good people have to say? Anybody send in a review? On this Absolutely. One? The one and only Chris Fool says. Excuse me. I thought <laughs> I had. You blew yourself out there, didn't you? <laughs> I thought I had fond memories of this game, so I put it on the AGSC list. So this must have been Chris's game on the uh, game selection committee. Sadly, it was the second one I liked, which fixed what I hated about this one, which is the combat system. Oh. An utter shambles. Lovely graphics, most boring intro in gaming history, mm. and thankfully people saw the potential and fixed it in the sequel. 4.5 out of 10. Oh. 
Lobsterminator. Congratulations to Lobsterminator, by the way. The big, thin machine. I saw the party Getting into on. the Europe Cup for yeah, the he, first time in forever. His, did you see his pimp-like mug? Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that looks flagon. like the golden chalice. That's he was right. wine out That's of. That's right. the way you do it. Man. Yeah, it is. I got this as a Christmas present back then. This means I was forced to try to like it, but it was not easy. Awesome graphic. That happened to me with an NES game. I'll tell that story later. Awesome graphics, lackluster gameplay. The mini games in the beginning were fun enough, but after the actual game starts, there's no variety in gameplay and it's not deep enough to function as an RPG. It would have been cool if they brought back the starting mini games inside the actual game, except now it's for real. It had the makings of a good game, but failed in execution. Five out of ten. I'm right with you, Lob. It would have been great if they would have just put in. Even if they would have just changed the graphics up but kept the same mechanics to save on coding, I would have loved some of those mini games in the game itself. Or more mini games. Yeah. I've been okay with that. What I really want is like a Winter Games, except just call it Viking Games. That's got to exist. Yeah, I really. hope so. I hope so. Treyguard says good graphics, although one questionable game mechanic apart from the fun. Oh, although some questionable game mechanics apart from the fun mini games. It's fortunate that we were lucky to get a far superior sequel. Five out of ten. I see a trend here, Boat. Pixels at Dawn. This game could have been so good. The graphics have that classic core design quality and it is an interesting quest, but the combat just kills it. Replacing it with a turn-based combat system would have been much better. The game also slightly the game is also slightly janky even on real hardware. Still it plays fairly well. I just hope the sequel improves matters. Six out of ten. And finally, Graham W. Vebke says, you can see the makings of a good game developing here. The graphics are nice and you don't need to sink a lot of time into this for not much reward. Trouble is the mechanics aren't as polished as some of the other RPG games we've covered and it just is not fun either to explore or participate in combat. Let's play the next game in the series. Five out of ten. So I'm the only one that slightly liked the combat. Yes. Okay. I thought it was kind of. A, I thought it was kind of. A, yeah, I love Punch Out. That's what. It's so much like there, that. It is. You are you are spitting in the face of everyone that worked on Punch Out when you say <sighs> that. What are you gonna do? Well, Nothing, that's why. Yeah, they're mostly passed. They'll on learn now, real. So punch you're insulting out. the dead. That doesn't work in real life. Hmm. All right, Aaron. As oh. oh yeah. eBay. eBay. Tell me about it. Eighteen to thirty-three bucks. Okay. Affordable. Yeah. I've thought about that. Maybe. It probably has cool box art. In yeah. fact, we know it does because it was up there on the screen a second If it doesn't ago. have a naked Viking on the cover, I'm not interested. Mm. Um, as we wrap up the show, I do want to give everybody a quick Amiga Ireland update. Uh, I the, the tickets have been purchased, Aaron. The plane tickets have been bought. The uh, hotel has been booked. I'm officially a go for Amiga Ireland 2020. However, it is not wait to financially support this endeavor. If you'd like to go to my GoFundMe page at Send Boat Back to Amiga Ireland, uh, I'd love uh, any additional financial support. Uh, I'm hoping to bring basically a whole mini studio with me over there. I heard something about that. Yeah, uh, so uh, I can capture uh, even better than last year, which wouldn't be hard. That was a low bar last year because I didn't know what I was getting into. I thought into. it did well. Well, I tried my best. Listen, this is going to be an epic event. I mean, yeah. a bigger venue, right? Yeah. More people, yeah. more more liquored up antics, everything. Absolutely. You need a crazy little studio to get down there. And plus, you're going to be doing some... You almost sort of emceed parts of that last year, didn't you? I mean, well, more to come. I, it, oh, there's, oh there's, I see. Yeah, yeah. Inside information. All right, man. So, um... But uh, <laughs> Edmund asked, when, you're, when are you making the trip, Aaron? Oh, man. You never know. 
someday, someday that's the dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I want to thank our Twitch Prime subscribers. Aaron. Oh, Twitch, <laughs> Twitch Prime. Yeah. Okay, it sounds good. Okay, do you know what that is? I do. I'm one of those okay, people. Okay, you are actually. one of those people. Are you going to thank me? Yes, I am. In fact, recognition. Uh, on uh, you know, if you are an Amazon Prime uh, person, if you're a person of the Prime, I believe they're called, uh, you can log on to Twitch and you can support us. Uh, you can subscribe to us for nothing. And it, it helps support the show. Um, just like these fine people like Mohawk Ball, Ooh. 6MMBRX, Roushy oh, yeah. MSX, Bumface Poo Hands. <laughs> Classy. Uber Scuba Driver, Brother Bill, Picard 2010, The Devil Bunny, Peeplo. People. Go to go sub. G Webkey. I don't know who that is. Oh, I know. David Pick. Pixels at Dawn Gaming. Chris Folds. And Silverstruck72. Very good. Yeah. Very good. You know, what was that fella's name again? Read that one more time. Bumface Pooh Hands. <laughs> we only attract the best crowd Listen, here. Don't shake that guy's hand when you meet him. <laughs> oh, and Brutal Barracuda. Thank you, Pixels at Dawn. Late arrival, Brutal Barracuda. I saw Brutal in the chat today. Yeah. We haven't seen Brutal for a while. Welcome back, Brutal. We missed you around these parts. This guy, another guy, you check out his channel. Oh, man. He's got the, he's got the skills he, to pay the bills. He does. You know? He does. All these guys have great channels. He's checking. <laughs> we need to have a big list. Like, everyone we know, they've all got channels that are awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we get to the, the Patreon song, Aaron, which is what everybody tunes in for in this show. Uh-huh. We should talk about what we've been up to on our YouTube channel. That's a wise choice because what we haven't been up to is live streaming on there. That's true. But everything else, we're still hey. Bored. Like I said, that we're, we're we're very much at home on the Twitch. Um, Aaron, let's kick things off with the Amigos Monster Mystery Unboxing. Oh yes, this looked awesome. And I, this, this was this was another package <laughs> from uh, from Germany from uh-huh. our boy Rauschi, uh, and uh, he sent a. Huge. I mean, this is this is three more boxes on top of the five boxes that he sent us last time. Yeah. Full of spectrum tapes, full of gladness and joy, and of course the big one at the end. Nothing but a ZX Spectrum 128, an Amstrad CPC 464. Oh man. And a pal, look at me. Look at look at how I sport that. I like it. it's almost not like a, a lot ghetto of, blast. Yeah, not a lot other. of people can get away with, with no holding one the can, CPC like you. that. Yeah, horrible. Now I will tell you, Aaron. Yeah. That there was a little something for old A in that package. Oh yeah. Okay. Most yeah, of that it's stuff. at the house. It's got a Spectrum <laughs> Plus Two. It's sitting, it's sitting in front of my bed. <laughs> this is this was this was expressly uh, for oh, you. Oh boy. All right. Thank you, Rauchy. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, how nice! That is decorative, boat. Let me show the people what. Look at that! Is. You got wheelie right on there. I know. <laughs> Look at that. Put me on still store cam, bot. You're already on. Look at that. Isn't that nice? No, I can't see to move the switch. You don't need to see nothing. Look at that. Yeah. Thank you, Rouchy. That's very cool. All the hits on there. Oh man. All the hits. I gotta fill it up with some booze, and I'll be ready to rock and roll. Absolutely. But that's not all, Aaron. There was also a lot of game playing to be done on our channel last week. 
uh, we finally published the um, our playthrough of Mule from yeah. several weeks ago. That didn't go too good for old A. Well, you know, it was a learning game. As was that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> I, we already covered this once. <laughs> so this well, is why ARG started slow right here. Yeah, we 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 played uh, we played through. You know, unfortunately, we only played the beginners version. We didn't get into the the more interesting uh, advanced version of Mule, which I'm sure we'll cover next time. Oh man! But it was a lot of fun to go over to the to the to the room of doom. Aaron's computer room full of role playing yeah. books. Yeah, you can and donuts. see a, you can see all the cool stuff yeah. in the background there. Yeah, that's my big stack of. Uh, computer games that between Rushi and mm-hmm. other people who sent us stuff, plus the stuff I got from California. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, check that out. It's a good time. Uh, what about uh, the Atari Falcon, Aaron? Was that this week's ARG? Hey, this is uh, people wanted to know. They they were in. They wanted to know about the Atari Falcon. Let me tell you something. I shall tread this way again. <laughs> this was a uh, two weeks in the making because the Brent was sick and myself to a certain degree. Now listen, we're looking at this video of Road Riot four-wheel drive. Yeah. This looks pretty darn good. This looks better than anything on the Amiga. You're watching the game. You're not playing. First of mm. all, no. No, it doesn't. And secondly, it's not. Look at that. It looks like that buggy that can talk. No. <laughs> you mean speed buggy? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not that good. And it's but. got a gun. It's like Road Blasters, except crap. <laughs> and Brent's game, I will say, look at Brent's game, slightly better, but I'll, it's, tell me this looks like anything that's not an Amiga game, Amiga 1000 game. Scroll forward a little bit there. Well, a little bit more. There you go. It's, oh my <laughs> gosh. There you go. This now is this, what your Falcon plays Yeah. Now. Congratulations. Yeah, this is no good. Yeah, so I mean, it's actually not bad. It's a, it's a decent game, but nah. Hey, on the flip side, the Falcon does have a Atari Jaguar joystick port on it. So you hey, get that going. And two MIDI ports. That's true. So if you want to learn about the Falcon, if you also want to hear Brent sound like the Godfather, <laughs> this is the show for you. Right I did here. appreciate Brent's raspy voice during that episode. Yeah, yeah, and it was no good. So, But we had, we, we had a good time. And this week, oh man, am I excited for this one, dude. What are you going to do? This week, the Dick Smith System 80. Mm. The System 80. Let me tell you something. Secret, secret... Uh, uh, Verbal update for me, yet double thumbs up. Cool. Double thumbs cool. up for me. And of course, I have my normal stream on Saturday night where I stream all the games for the week, including all of our Coco shows, ZX Spectrum games, and of course, a big Heimdall playthrough. So you can you can check that out. Too. And then that mystery video that no one can see. That's right. If you were paying attention there. Tune in next week for that. Mm. Um, what a coup. So, last week, Aaron, uh, the... The mystery song, the Patreon song. Hideous. Okay. Yes. Last week, the Patreon song was actually "Mom Is Home" by Rock and Roll Wolf. Yeah, I don't know what. What? I'm just kidding. That was Edvin's guess. Oh. But that was not the actual answer. Edvin, what are you listening to, dude? <laughs> this the actual song was "Silly Love Songs" by Sir Paul. And people wanted to the road. Of Listen, silly love they need songs. to rescind this guy's knighthood, as far as I'm concerned. Oh. I'm not impressed. What's wrong with that? Hey, listen, I didn't like it. Mm. I don't like that song either. Mm. Uh, there were a lot of people that ch- uh, that guessed "Take on Me" because the uh, the sort of the the middle eight of the chorus kind of has that same ascending line, but uh, he ripped them off. Silly love songs was was correct. You All need right. to stay out of that high register. That's where I thrive. Listen, that that's that register loosens phlegm in the back of my throat. That's what kind of action you're getting. <laughs> you should be stationed in an emphysema hospital or something. 
Boy, I don't know. That might be kind of fun. No. No? No. If you know the answer to this week's Patreon song challenge, send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com. Get your hearing checked, too, while you're there. And we do want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. If you enjoy the show, want to get some awesome swag and hang out with us on Discord, go over to patreon.com slash amigospodcast. Or if you want to support us on PayPal, go to everythingamiga.com slash support. Just send us a, a bunch of gold bullion in the mail. Absolutely. That'd be cool, too, or some, like, pirate booty. Some of that Heimdall gold. That's and some food. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot to announce who got it. So, congratulations to the Slow Norris, who actually sent me quite a life-affirming message about my love for Sir Paul. He agrees with me. And Pac Billy. Pac Billy, I can sing, I don't know, Bach's Third Cantata, and he would somehow know it. He is a musical mastermind. Man, that must suck for him then. Yeah. To hear you butcher these songs week after week and know what you're destroying. That's true. It's better if you don't know. So, congrats to the Slow Norris and Pac Billy. Here we go. Young Venons and Terry Howard. Reflection, Simon Lynch. Captain Crispy Kilobytes and Caffeine. Mike Deadwood's Deckard Threepwood. Gary Head, the free lunch, Kate Fox. Dead Fox, Cavett Pickford, Cameron Armstrong. Andrew Jones, Lobsterminator. Craig McClellan, 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast. Bernard Quinn, Retro Man Cave, Tim Drew. Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison. Kyletta, Rob O'Hara. Howard Nibs, Matthew Larimore. Andy Craig, Sean Zoe, Darren Lomax. Colin 419, Bach Bid. Roland Burke, Andrew Monks. Joe the Zombie, John Cookleaf Killon, Alan Cab, Bob Chickle, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRocha, Creepy Dead Boy, see Vicky CTZ, The Slow, Norris, Stephon Sorgon Mortensen, Evan Helen Blind of 75, Christopher Hessel, Mad Abbey, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham Vepkin, Lane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hooker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles. Tapes from the crib, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy, Humbridge Todd, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles and Jason Walls, Pixels at Dawn, and Kjolbjorn Barman. Excellent work, boat. Thank you. Excellent work. Did you get that one? Oh, I got it all right. Oh, you got it. Man, I got it. It hit me deep in the... <laughs> way down. <laughs> oh, man. Coincidentally, I need to use the bathroom now. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Odd how that happens. Mm. All right, Aaron. Next week, we are going to be playing, get this, 
4D boxing. <laughs> a lot of played there. We've talked about this game for literally years. We finally get a chance. Straight from the punch out Heim doll to some actual <laughs> punching. Yeah, 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 man. Listen, 3D's for suckers, all right? If you want proper action, you got four Ds. That's bro. right. It's Only all the Amiga Ds. Amiga can pull four Ds out of something. Mm -hmm. What is the fourth D? Awesomeness. Is it? <laughs> I, I think that's what Stephen Hawking said. Is that what he's? Yeah. <laughs> Your student is, are you? I am. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks as always for watching. We want to thank all the fine folks here with us in the chat this evening. Yes, thank them. We record this show every Friday around five thirty-ish. Uh, and you can join us live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. We got Paul Kitching in the house, Pixels at Dawn Gaming, Treyguard82, Tenmini the Amiga Retrocast, Tenfoil. Every, uh, that's, that's the Brent. That is the Brent, you're right. L. Curtis B, Silverstreak72, G. Vebke the Graham, Edvin Helen with a beer in the man cave, <laughs> yeah. Barkbit with a beer in Sweden. Everyone's got a beer. Hey! Lobster, Lobster Terminator's got his wine. He was in here. Do you guys like to drink? Sorry, I'll stop. What is that? That's Paul Stanley on the on the soundboard. <laughs> is that what that was? Brutal man. Barracuda's with us. Muggy Seven, man, Muggy Seven. Look, I'm so first, glad he he's said here. that the first time I watched it, you were in the middle of one of your long, long <laughs> notes when he said that. <laughs> so thank Horrible. you guys so much for uh, hanging out with us. We really appreciate it, Aaron. I've got an announcement. Okay, I am attempting. To join the Twitter. Mm. I've always had a Twitter account, but I never used it. I'm making a concerted effort. A concerted effort. If you want to add me to your gimmick, I am at the Devil Bunny. Yeah. All one word. That's, like, that's how long I've been on there. I got that. So, yeah. I, uh, oh, man, it's in demand. It is. It, it is. is. So, you want to, if it's at the Devil Bunny, add me to your Twitter, and then say interesting things that I can ridicule. That's my <laughs> gimmick. Oh, and, of course, uh, our uh, Twitter handle the show, which is really just me, is uh, at Amigos Retro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Because I asked people, do we have a Twitter for the show? And they were like, yeah. It's both. I'm like, okay. So God knows what you've been saying. How often do you use the Twitter? Bro? I only go on there to attract, I only attack politicians on to there. Attract. I'm <laughs> attract. To attract. I'm going to attract politicians. Attract and attack. That's the it's, one my, it's my dual prong strategy. Here's my gimmick on Twitter. Um, anything goes, but if I see any political statement for any candidate, I block it instantly. Block whoever instantly. it was, that's it. I blocked George Takai and all the stars. <laughs> they're all blocked. I don't want to hear it. George Takai is crying himself to sleep too. I need I need a, a political free Twitter zone. That's yeah, what I do. want. That's what I want people wants. hugging, mm -hmm. possibly loving, mm -hmm. playing games. You know, that's what I want. Yeah. That's what Twitter is, right? Lots of people just hanging and banging, being cool. To Twitter is known for its positive contribution to society. Right. For that's sure. why I'm there, man. Yeah. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Until then, adios. adios.